Formula One fans and welcome back to F1 in Focus. We are the only Formula One podcast where a Dutch and Englishman can very much get along in the wonderful world of Formula One while having civil discussions, race recaps, and of course, some controversial statements. Today we are recording Season 2, Episode 8. It is the post-Miami show. My name is John. I'm James. And welcome, James. And today we'll discuss everything Miami, Max's Masterclass, Is Leclerc Championship material, and so, so much more. But... Before we dive in, dive in, James, how are you doing? And have you enjoyed the cleanest race we've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm quite all right. I had a blast yesterday on the run the race, but I was uh, 30, 70, I think, and <laughs> people will find out. Yeah, uh, the clean race thing, like, no did yellow not flags. expect to see zero dnfs yellow flags uh, red flags safety cars like just, just nothing <laughs> could not believe that for miami because it's obviously quite a tight track and the windy conditions of were catching people out uh pretty much all weekend weren't they so that's what happens when you get three free practices yeah 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 <laughs> we saw some proper racing though uh, i we think did, about yeah. almost 100 overtakes or something i don't know the exact numbers but yeah, and then um, pretty much all, I, I can't think of one that was, I can't think of any that were like not really that clean either. All the overtakes seem to be like really good overtakes. There's no like barging elbows out stuff. It was just very clean racing throughout, I think. Definitely. So I was thinking we can't do uh, more than about three or four statements to discuss in a show 45 minutes long. All mm-hmm. we can do is do one statement instead of a recap. Uh, which we can't say anything against it or for it. So if you would m- give us one statement that I can't comment on, what that would be on this race? One statement on this race, Max is overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> and if Max was tapping. <laughs> I will definitely get into that range. <laughs> I want to think last week we discussed Paris, is Paris championship material. We had a whole discussion about it. We both thought not. I think my statement this week, which no one can comment on, is just, Perez isn't world championship material. I don't think anyone needs to comment on it either, to be fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Pretty done deal. So we just start with uh, statements though, which we can discuss. Yeah, let's get into it, yeah. Definitely. Let's start with the first one. Um, There were three crashes with Ferraris. Two are from Leclerc. Yeah. My controversial statement this week is Leclerc isn't... world championship material he also had a howler of a race though yeah well (laughs) well and sort of he had like a really rough start and then it 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 seemed to come pretty good in the end again uh where did he finish finish seventh that's basically where he started isn't it actually (laughs) (laughs) but he like he dropped he dropped pretty far down at one point i think after pit stops or whatever and then he sort of came back and yeah, when you look at where Carlos finished and where Leclerc finished, I think, to be fair, Leclerc was like 10 seconds behind. I know Carlos got his five-second penalty, but that's on him. Like that, oh, when, yeah. they cut, when they cut to that shot of him coming into the pits and he was still locked up, like probably like five or more meters past the line, it was pretty obvious he was going to get a penalty. I think I said to you straight away that he's probably going to get a penalty. But yeah, Leclerc, getting back to him, I think his race was okay. Wasn't bad, wasn't great. Not quite what I was hoping for after Baku when I was, I think, 
last podcast I said or hoped that he would maybe uh have a have another good race, which he didn't. Um <laughs> no. well, not particularly. And that was maybe going to be the start of some form this season, which it wasn't. Um but yeah, it I don't he know. Makes that, just that, made, he just that, makes too many mistakes. Yeah, and that, that mistake in qualifying. The thing is, I, I don't want to write him off, though, because he is a very talented driver and he's very fast on his day. And he does make mistakes, but I, I don't know how much of this at the moment is down to Charles Leclerc just making mistakes or whether he's just trying to like push that car to the limit every time he's driving it. And I've seen this in like MotoGP when I used to follow MotoGP. You'd see riders that, that ride like that, like that, where they're like they're always on that knife edge. Like the t- like, if you know of um, the Isle of Man TT, man, uh, that that they, they say that like to to race around that really, you need to only be racing at like ninety percent capacity. You've got to leave some slack because it's it's deadly. Like you can and will die if you make a. Mistake there, um, and it, it feels like he's right. He, he's driving like some of those like MotoGP riders I've seen in the past do, whether or maybe not necessarily MotoGP, maybe like the lower categories. But like he's he's right on the edge all the time. He's like he's really pushing the limit every time he's driving the car. Um, and when you do that, you're more likely to make a mistake. Like I think most drivers would probably leave like. A percent or two on the table, like right, drive at like say ninety five percent, especially during the race. Maybe in qualifying you push hundred, but thing is, two times in two days, the same spot. Yeah, I feel like the qualifying crash. Um, I feel like that was a lot to do with the conditions. There was a lot of people having problems in qualifying. I don't think anybody got all the way through qualifying with at least having one rough lap. Now. No one else went spinning off into a wall like Charles, like Leclerc did, but the conditions were definitely a factor, I think, um, and they were affecting everybody. Nero says in our live chat, which he can now join, Leclerc says his car was bouncing and terrible to drive in the race. Yeah, and a new gearbox. <laughs> and did he take a new gearbox? I didn't see that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, okay. it doesn't hurt him though. Still, no, they do. They, they salvage are, the other one. So. Yeah, I was going to say they're allowed to crack them open and repair them out if there's damage. So, I, I think he makes too much mistake. I've said that before. There's like he's fast over one lap, and I think he just knows he has to get full position to challenge anyone. I think the biggest difference this race or this qualifying weekend was that Saints was also pretty on form. Yeah, right. it was. Yeah. Um, actually, pretty decent race and penalty. Okay, that sucks, but still, nonetheless, you saw it, gave it at all. But he was, he found the, the, the rhythm again. And I think if Saints starts to push Leclerc like last year, Mox starts to push Leclerc, he just makes way too many mistakes. Um, Formula One is in a safe environment, though. He's The thing is, he's got the longest contract ever at Ferrari, right? Yeah. Which makes it a little bit. Weird situation as well because <laughs> you can't keep riding, of course, and you can't. The the biggest, I think, the biggest advantage Leclerc has is that the team itself is just still in shambles. Yeah, I think Ferrari will put up with it as long as they don't have a championship winning car. If he's doing yeah. that, if he's doing 
if he's making those same sort of mistakes whilst they've got a championship winning card that is championship winning throughout the season because last year it, it wasn't really was it after the technical directive Ferrari just just dropped down into like the realms of Mercedes um, and McLaren I guess like that that sort of the, the next tier down sort of fight um yeah, but yeah, I think he can, he can get away with it at the moment, and he got away with it last year. But if 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 Ferrari have a season where they've got got a car that could win the championship for the whole of the season, and he's making these sorts of mistakes, then Ferrari might start thinking that he's not their guy, maybe. But I'm yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not sure that he will Don't make these mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's he's potentially Plan B, isn't he? Depending on Lewis, but he, Toto is adamant that Lewis is like their main plan. Like their goal is to get him to resign. Yeah, I think that's fair, right? I mean, yeah, and I think Lewis will, and I think Lewis will probably sign like a two-year deal, um, and then he'll probably bow out, especially if they've not delivered another car that's at the front of the field again for, in, for over another two years. Yeah. Both Mercedes had a pretty good race, though. They okay. did. I did. They had a really good race. I was very surprised by that, to be fair. Um, were they good or were the rest so bad? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think genuinely, uh, Mercedes had a a, a good race, um, and capitalised on what was happening around them a little bit, like with you know Russell. Um, like genuinely outpacing science. He didn't rely on the penalty, did he? He overtook him in the on track. Um and Lewis had well Lewis had Lewis was on what was probably the better strategy, which is the same one that Max was on and a couple of others drivers, which was start on the hard tire and then move on to the mediums later on because the mediums were just getting shredded at the start of the race when the track was effectively green again because it had rained overnight on Saturday night into Sunday. Um, and then once the track had rubbered in during the race, the mediums were actually pretty good in the second half of the race. And cars were lighter, of course. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, I just wanted to. So I think I think Lewis benefited from 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 strategy as well there. But but Russell just Russell Russell had a had, just had a good race. So definitely yeah. smart as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, letting that that. You, we messaged each other a bit about this thing we during the race. <laughs> when, he, when when Max was coming up behind him, and you were like, "Did Russell just get caught sleeping there or something?" Didn't you? When uh, Max got past him, and then literally the next lap, it was like, "No, that's why he did it. He didn't want to lose any time to Max because he's not in a fight with Max." Uh-huh. And that move that Max then made on, I want to say it was Ocon, was it? Yeah, right after. Uh, yeah, basically and he the took, same, he same took Ocon as well. Yeah, same place the next lap. And that ruined Ocon's line a little bit and set Russell up for the overtake. Um, Dan Staff finished it. Um, very, very, very clever, yeah. Yeah, very smart driving, very clean driving. Yeah. Uh, this is the Russell I like to see, though, right? I don't like yeah. the... Uh, well, sometimes the elbow's out. And he's like, not because of Mark last week, but he's done it multiple times, signs a couple of times. He did with Alonso. Um, he sometimes goes for the gap that actually isn't there. 
yeah. and taking unnecessary risk. I well, think that's like, actually the reason why the gap between him and um, uh, and Lewis isn't bigger. Because if he stays this smart as he was yesterday, well, I don't see why he can't like get four top four, top five every single week. It was a really good try. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But yeah, he's. Um, I think he's he's still kind of. I don't want to say he's like young and inexperienced, but like this is the first couple of seasons up at the sharp end of the grid, really, isn't it? And he's not. He's not really in the car that he was probably anticipating getting when, no. you know... The, Still the, beats the Williams, though. Well, yeah, but, you know, the, Mercedes, the the year the year he was expecting to move into Mercedes, or, or rather the year before he moved in, they had like a championship contending car and now they don't. He almost won a race on his uh, substitute. Well, yeah. The one yeah, he got something yeah. for Lewis, he almost won him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah. I he won a race last year as well, so he'll get there. I think uh, Russell is actually. I see him having more potential than Leclerc. If I'm quite honest. I used to think otherwise, but uh, yeah, I think so. I, he's I smarter. Think, yeah, and I th- I think Mercedes ultimately have, have have done very well with how they've been like picking and nurturing their drivers. Because th- th- I think this is a fantastic lineup that they've got at the moment with with Russell and Hamilton. I think if they, if they had a car, if they had a car that could match Red Bull at the moment, I think they would beat Red Bull in the championship, Constructors' Championship, just because I think um, George and Lewis is a stronger lineup than Max and Sergio. Sergio is the the part of that puzzle that kind of lets them down, I think. No, don't don't say that too loud. We lost our last five Mexican listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm already that, Dutch, that, and then you're making you're making steps at Perez. So yeah, look, Thanks, Perez, Perez is a great driver, but he's not he's not in that league that certain other drivers are in. Talking about certain other drivers being in a league on their own. It's not a controversial statement, but yesterday, the Grand Prix of Miami was Max Verstappen's best race ever, is my statement. Um, yeah, it could be, to be fair. I, I think I think Spa last year is up there. It's either Spa or this one, but I think this one's more impressive because he has a teammate that can fight him, and last year there wasn't any. Um, yeah, true. I mean, last last year he should have really been fighting the Ferraris, but the, and that was obviously the first race when Ferraris were affected by that. Directive. Definitely, but Mox but, being fast on Spa isn't a surprise. Mox no. beating Checo on the street circuit isn't a surprise necessarily, but this was a show of force. Though. That's yeah. why I think this might be the best. Um, he's had some good races. His at, best race. He's had some good races at Mexico as well, though, hasn't he? Before he even had like a, a properly a true, race, race winning car. Yeah, he won them twice before they actually were winning, winning cars. So that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think what well, Mark showed yesterday. Well, let me start. He messed up Saturday. He was f- far faster. He messed up Saturday. And he actually said, I just messed up with my own fault. I need to correct it. I'm not too worried. I should get at least a minimum of P2. Um, but I should not be in this position. Is my mistake. But well, yeah, wow, it is what it is. Just very clean, no funny business. Is immediately placing the fault on its own on his, himself. 
I found that really cool. He was very relaxed and everything going on to the match. Whenever they wanted to talk about Checo's championship races, he just kept saying, oh, it's a long season. We'll do what we can, but Checo is definitely a great driver. Like very yeah. clean, very full of respect. Um, then he rolled up his sleeve and just waltzed over everyone in the race. Yeah. And he pointed I, out the number one after he won just to <laughs> show that he actually is. I definitely, I definitely prefer the Max Verstappen that we saw this weekend because sometimes when his cage gets riled a bit, he just gets a bit... It, I, I think it's like he gets in his own head and he gets a bit... Yeah. He gets a bit angry about it and he gets a bit worked up about it and he just seems to kind of get into this like vicious circle schoolboy, angry schoolboy mentality. Yeah, and it, <laughs> he's like, it, 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 I know other athletes in other sports do this and he maybe needs, not not saying that he's got anything like any problems with his mental health or anything, but like a sports psychologist that can help him with... Um, compartmentalizing things and just generally like not letting himself get I think he's trapped. one of the coolest drivers already so I'm not sure if that's I think that was he can be right? but he can't but... be as well like he like there's instances like during this that season again like 2021 against Hamilton there was times where he like he just he sometimes just lets his emotions go a little bit too much True, and I think this year there's other. It's a whole different Max we've seen. Yeah. But I think the biggest difference is when he's some he's against something he can't hide it, but he won't hide it anyways. Yeah. Like he's very transparent, almost like he's Dutch actually. <laughs> um, that was a cool joke, Joe James. Come on. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I like he doesn't like sprint races. So if something happens during no, no. a sprint race, he's probably I'm, he's probably he's really annoyed about yeah, the fact that he's still driving a sprint race, which he doesn't really want to do. Um, then you saw him yesterday with the uh, I call it the driver parade, but Hello Cool J's introducing anyone. I don't know if you saw that one. I missed all but, that. I don't no, just read about it after the fact, and it it's, sounds it's perfectly fine that you missed it, honestly. <laughs> um, but it, it's like I, I get why they do it. But you saw Mox being very like, okay, smile, yay, let's go. And um, yeah, it's just he just wants to race. I think that's it. He just wants yeah, to yeah. proper Formula One races. And honestly, this it was so clean. Uh, and I know I'm a fanboy, sure, right, but. This is different categories. Like this is this is a whole different level. Yesterday, he showed with still being cool and calm and funny and just easy going on everything, um, making a statement with pointing out the number one, but actually not wanted to go into the discussion on the press, knowing I'm not going to feed this beast. Right? It's all right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it was a proper. Um, masterclass but this like last week I said I have a little bit of that right if he scores zero points or um, Checo gets to go two more victories in a row or might get but I think it's a done deal like no one again gonna get close this season not this season no I mean no one else has got the car and the only person who's got the car can't drive anywhere close to Max's level I mean Perez I just I mean I did just say before we started talking about this that he's not he is a great driver, but he's a little bit inconsistent and he's just not hes not on that level. Like, if you're talking about Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Leclerc... Nick DeVries. 
<laughs> You're not really including Perez in that conversation, even with science, I don't think. Um, he's he he was brought in to be a number two driver, and he he I think he in his mind he'd like to be more than that, but and maybe against another driver he might be able to, but not against Max Verstappen. No, I agree. Let's quickly talk about Nick though. Van Stoe yeah. says a rookie driver can have three years to get used to the sport. Um, is that the case of Formula One? I think, and I'm a big, like I, I've seen Nick perform in other, other races as well, right? Yeah. And I think he usually his first year isn't the best one. Second year, he, in all the championships before, he always won it in the second year. Um, He's not going to win a Formula One. I was, was just saying, of course, we're calling him like, winning <laughs> next season. But do you think he will improve, or is he just falling and falling, stumbling and falling? Yeah, he has to improve, or he's out. Yeah, um, it's a great place for him. I, 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 <laughs> I thought a really good season for him would be beating Sonoda who usually was beaten by Gasly. So if he came yeah. in and put himself at the same level as Gasly, that would be very, very good for him. He clearly He isn't. was well on the way because he started well on qualifying. This yeah, time. well, I mean, that one race that he did last year at Monza, wasn't Monza. it? He had a fantastic race. Um, and it's also, quite honestly, let's, let's test this button as well, right? But um, this is a pretty big shit box. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, he's not. He's not got a great car. <laughs> At least when car. you get the when you get the um, uh, the Williams of last year, and you're able that on Monza and that car was fast on straights, yes. which was sort of a perfect yeah. combination at that point. But yeah, that, but the Alvatore doesn't turn. The Alvatore doesn't break. <laughs> the Alvatore no. doesn't. It's not, it's not a great car, but then Sonoda had it within like two seconds of a point uh, yesterday. So I, th I just That's think true. he finished 11th, didn't he? And he was a couple of seconds behind Magnussen. True. So I you think get a great race, but I think the biggest you saw. Um, Nick just slammed him in the back of Norris, right? Yeah. Um, that was just a plain mistake. Just yeah. totally unrestimation of the situation. Stupid error, yeah. Just throws it away again. I really hope he performs better, but you can't really hold up your hand. Like I did say, I believe, in <laughs> in the race last year. Um, I still think he's he, he's none of these drivers are bad, right? Well, but, they um, yeah, they can't be. But I do think the pressure is now being pushed forward and he's got to get better really soon now. Cause that's what I was about oof. to say. It feels it feels like the, the problem at the moment is he's had, he's had a rough start. And it reminds me a little bit, actually, of uh, Carlos Sainz at the start last year, who had like a run of bad luck and a couple of mistakes. Yeah, but that was bad luck uh, mostly. <laughs> and outshined yeah. by a team no, like that. He, he, he right? made some mistakes, didn't he? He put it in the wall. Uh, a couple of times towards the beginning of the season last year and uh, was it in qualifying or practice? I think he even did it in a race as well. I'm trying to remember now. But he, 
I know he just, I just remember like the start of his season just felt really, really rough. And yeah, there was some mechanical issues as well, but, um, but all these things, the, the point I was trying to get at is that all these things start to snowball. Um, and it feels like that's what's happening, happening with Nick at the moment. Like he's had, he's having such a bad run and it's just snowballing and he really needs to like get out of this rut that he's stuck in at the moment. Um, and maybe, maybe the next race is where it goes a bit better for him, Imola, because that's just that's just a normal circuit. It's not a street circuit. It's it'll be somewhere that he's raced loads of times before, even even if it's not in Formula One. Obviously, in other categories, so he'll he'll know the track, um, and it is more of just a classic race track rather than True. a race a, a street circuit. So that might help. Him. Uh, we had a weird start of the year. With the circuits, I'd have to agree there as yeah. well, right? Um, and I do think Miami is one of those races where you just, you really need to get some practice in. And of course, his car, I think his gearbox broke in the first free practice as well. So you could only do 10 laps in free practice one. All oh, right, okay. Uh, still found it impressive. He got 15th in qualifying, but yeah, let's see how he does though. He, on the other hand, for five races in, he's just two points behind Yuki. Yuki, I mean... It can be turned around in one race, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. Um, James, yeah, boring race, or wasn't it? Um, I don't think it was that boring. I think it, you know, maybe could have been a bit better. And I think what would have been, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this after our conversation last week, where we talked about how, or was it last week, how the fractured, yeah, races shouldn't rely on incidents to make them more interesting and entertaining but I think I think a safety car or a yellow, the yellow flag or red flag or something maybe not red flag but a safety car or something like along those lines might have made the race a bit more interesting I was uh, I was pretty convinced watching the medium tyres effectively disintegrate the way they were doing that we were going to have a two stop race that would have been I think a lot more fun but we didn't get that. We just got a, one, a standard one-stop bike. No, the hearts were too good, but not for everyone. But Yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd, not that boring. I mean, there was quite a lot of overtakes and some of them were quite entertaining. It, the, oh, mock double overtake. <laughs> yeah. But then even some of the others, like um, like the Mercedes, Lewis and George, like passing Ferraris into the, um, I can't remember which which turn number it is, but not down the main long back straight and not along the start finish straight. It's like through a little twisty bit, isn't it? Into yeah. a, into a right hand bend. Both of them made like some pretty good overtakes there as well as other drivers. Um, Fernando taking well. a little gap and uh, just before the chicane hit. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good pass as well. Yeah. And like I said, at the start of the show as well, all the races, were, uh, sorry, all the overtakes were like, very, very clean. Nothing really controversial about any of them. Um, I think that was good. So Which I th- makes I th- this, the question is, this is sport and now that we get good sport, is it boring or do we still lean on the entertainment side and do we need to spray some water on track or... Oh, right. We're going- <laughs> Bernie Eccleston's 
<laughs> Let's set up some sprinklers on random corners and they'll just go off around. Although, well, yeah, again, <laughs> it was about to rain, but it didn't never start no, raining did. there. No. No. So um, I quite, like, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed this race. So many overtakes, strategically, very smart race. Um, even though sometimes like the gap between Max and Checo was like 15 seconds, 16 seconds, and you, hey, you need 17 seconds approximately to this, that pit stop. Oh, 16 and a half might take it. Oh, 17, 17.5. Oh, now it's back to 16.5. Yeah. When you're looking at that perspective, I think this was a really interesting race. So I, I really enjoyed myself. I was over yeah. in a flash. but I think, I think the only reason why I can understand some people might be saying this boring is the predictability of it because I think everyone knew Max was probably going to win the race. Certainly was going to be mm-hmm. second place within like 15 laps or something. Um, and it was going to be a one-two one way or another for Red Bull. Um, True, but I, I, I get that. And I do think, well, I'm not going to go into the, the whole total make this happen phase. Oh, no, no. I, 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 but like the bulls are done this year. They're yeah. in front. They are saying they, the other guys will catch up. But honestly, at lap 40, they were one second a, fast, a lap faster yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. And Max was setting fastest laps on used hard tires on 40 laps old hard tires. If yeah. you do that with a second uh, lap difference, good luck with all the upgrades that come this season. If this is happening on Miami, on Spa, they will lap you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, all fine. I don't see that that thing catching up there. I still don't like that, for example, Russell says, well, it's not. It's bad for a sport that they've, dis- they've got this advantage. Or, you know, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I get why it's not entertaining, but they did their they did everything right. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They get punished for doing everything right. They've, well, they've done their job, but the thing is, I, the, the the reason I can sort of see it is because I mean, it, you know, there was all these complaints when Mercedes were that far ahead or however far ahead mm-hmm. in the championship as well, uh, and it maybe is going to take another season or two for things to catch up, and then obviously the engine stuff. The, the change in the engines again, aren't they, in 2026? So that'll probably shake things up quite a bit. But a casual fan might not want to keep tuning in when they know what the what the result's going to be. And that, that I mean, that happened with Lewis. True, true. That happened yeah. with Schumacher. That happened with Vettel. Whenever Mark's already getting boots, so yeah. Whenever, whenever you end up in a situation like every, everyone just wants every season to be like 2021 or. 2016 yeah. or but the difference with that those seasons is that they didn't change the regulations well and they has if they didn't touch the regulations last year and just let everyone catch up we wouldn't have this issue yeah maybe there is precedent for changing still be there. Regs, though. like i remember the whole flexi wing thing during like, no, but we changed the floor we raised the height we knew it was going to be harder to follow yeah. Right. And we did. They did that according to most of Mercedes. Um, well, yeah, I meant this complaints. I made this, yeah, and I made this. Yeah, uh, you said like you said it before. I think that what's now feeling in this season, and I don't think you can blame Red Bull for that. No. I do bl- think if you're a casual fan, definitely that's no fun. 
right? But even if you're a casual fan, you can't say that yesterday's race where Mox goes from nine to one, like that show force, and you have 90, 90 plus overtakes in your whole race. Midfield was actually really close together. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, the winner is set. But that's all there was set yesterday because everything else yeah, was all I th- over the place. I think, that's the, I think that is a problem because you like no one's watching Formula 1 to see who's finishing third in the championship. I don't know because you're supporting a team, right? I mean, you support Mercedes and, that, and this year they won't win the championship, but you're no. still cheering if they take, do a good I'm looking to see where they go, right? yeah, but... Um, I mean, I get what you're saying. I, as a football yeah. fan, I always have like 10 years of drought before we can celebrate anything. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, there, there is that. And then Red Bull fan, I didn't change. I didn't stop I think, watching when no, no, Red Bull no. was down in the mud. I think, I think the big problem, and you just touched on it then, and I commented on this last podcast, is the problem with the regulation changes. And the ride height thing, like they've undone a lot of the work that these new regulations were all supposed to be about, which was to make it easier for cars to follow. And then they've they've made like a knee-jerk reaction to raise the ride height. And that should have been a temporary fix for that season. And then after that, you just say, right, you've got to get it sorted now for next season. We've given you like effectively an extra year to get this sorted. So now you've got to have it sorted. But they haven't. They've just said, oh, okay, well, in fact, we'll raise it even more. We'll raise it by another five millimeters or whatever it was. Um, and it's it it's just undoing the whole point of these regulations. And the, the reason why I'm a little bit annoyed about it in some regards is that we have had like a couple of close championships towards the end of the last set of regulations. And then we get a new set of regs that's kind of undone. Like this always happens yeah. and it's really annoying because every this, at the start of a new set of regulations, one car runs off with it, which is like at the moment it's Red Bull clearly. And it always ends up taking like three or four or five years for everybody to come up close together again. But before that even has a chance to happen, we end up saying, okay, let's change the regs again because this isn't working. And that's exactly. what happened last time. And it's, it's, it's potentially what's going to happen again now with the the engine changes, which are already going to happen. That's already set. Um, but it's, it's just Formula One it's never just does like small incremental changes, does it? It's always like there's, there's all, you can always go back to like big things like the hybrid era, the change to V8s, the change to V10s from V12s. Um, and they're like the the big regulation, uh, like aero changes they've done, where like they stripped off all like. If you think back to how the cars looked in like two thousand and seven, they had like they looked like transformers. <laughs> they had like yeah, winglets on winglets on winglets. Like the the wing mirrors had like all these different like channels and veins and stuff on them. Some of the front wings were effectively like double stacked front wings and stuff like that. They had all this aero, and then like right, we'll get rid of it, and they, like. If you ever, if you look back at the history of Formula One, there's always these like these big, these big, <laughs> these big like milestones with the either the regulations yeah. or the engines or whatever, where they massively change things, um, and it never helps the sport. 
Like they need to, they need we to. We had start a good doing... season last year, though, because if well, until like, they change Mercedes the regulations, was, yeah, <laughs> until Mercedes change, like I was saying, basically Mercedes ruined the season. But well, we keep saying uh, Mercedes, but it wasn't just Mercedes, was it? Because there were a lot of drivers. Mercedes that were and also the Mercedes team. So it was Mercedes, uh, Austin Martin. No, that's McLaren, I don't think that's fair because Alpha Tauri drivers were also complaining about the bouncing and the, the stuff, and it. From a like a from a long term like health point of view, that that wasn't good. And the, the the biggest problem with the porpoising is that if you leave it to the teams to sort out, the teams just won't, and they will sacrifice the drivers for it because they'll just be like, well, if, the, if the next if the next team along does raise their ride height and we don't, we can beat them, so we just won't. Um, so you've there, there are times when Formula One has to step in for the safety of the drivers or whoever else it might be. Like, you know, True. it's why they've stepped in and said photographers and all the rest of it are allowed in the pit lane now until the last car that oh, is what's on. That? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Although, did you see that a shot of Norris coming into the no, pits and there's some I guy casually know. strolling across the pits? But, you know, there's times where Formula One or the FIA, whoever, has to step in and say, We've got to change this because it's not good. That's true, and I, I I'm just saying Mercedes, of course, but uh, the knee-jerk reaction. I think that's a good comment because it's a shame. I would love to have Ferrari on top there, right? With them, I've said yeah. that before. I'm not a Ferrari fan, but please let me have some competition up front, um, and please let Mercedes hold on. And last thing I want to say, that I think next time we need to like discuss this, but. McLaren being 19 and 20 on qualifying and uh, starting on <laughs> soft tires to make uh, try Man. something, shredding those in two laps time, yeah. crying out, getting a, uh, it's, my, Nora's actually being sort of stable. Yeah. Man. My top tip for fourth fastest team on the grid. <laughs> well, my top tip of the first, uh, I think, director that got fired, right? So yeah, I might well, actually that, get, that I'm happen, actually, yeah. That might actually happen, yeah, because boy, oh boy, oh boy. They are all the updates. They It feels like they're driving backwards now. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that. But they got new sponsors, so that's good. Like, they have plenty of money now. So yeah. That's, but it, is, it must be very painful. It was the form that race with a Mercedes engine. Yeah, I can believe that. They've, they've run Mercedes a lot, haven't they? So, I mean, there they were Mercedes when... Hakkinen and Coulthard. <laughs> yeah, team. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I had my Raikkonen hat still. James. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're normal people. I'd like to think we said we would love to go to a Formula One race. Um, Miami was quite expensive to be there, and Miami is quite expensive to live in. Miami is very expensive to get a ticket, by the way. Um, right. But do you know what the food costs? I don't Miami. have a clue about any of the costs, other than you sent me a picture of the hats, of the Red Bull, the Red Bull hats, the new merchandise stands, merchandise, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like one hundred US dollar for a cap, for a baseball cap, yeah, for a baseball cap, yeah, one hundred. Uh, no thanks. And then, you, <laughs> then you haven't heard it. This is I've got the price list in front of me. Go on then. Of the hospitality, there. <clears throat> Right, and I'll, I haven't sent it to you. This is going to be funny, but I'll send it afterwards. Okay. It's an official price list. Um, I have to say, you got two two options: chilled or warmer food. Which would you prefer to have a guess at? 
I'd probably go with chilled food at, at, at Miami. Miami. I get that. Yeah. That's a good choice. Good choice. James, this this serves four people, so I have to say that. That's a, it's a serving for four people, right? Okay. Okay. There's an option of watermelon and tomatillo salad. What would it cost serving for four people? US dollars. Is this, what's this, a starter? What is this? Yeah, it's a watermelon and tomato. It's just a salad. Huh? Uh, man, I mean, I'd imagine that's probably going to be like, what, $12, $15 a head if it wasn't at the Formula One. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I couldn't I couldn't hazard a guess at this. I mean, I'd guess it's like $50. $250. Wow. Just wow. But that's not all, mate. Do you want to have a yellow fin tuna pokeball? Pokemon, what? A pokeball, that's like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also no. a salad with tuna. Yeah, no. Um is it does this serve four as well? Yes, sir. If the last one was two hundred and fifty, what's this? Two hundred and seventy five? Three hundred and fifty. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, okay. You could go for a little bit of a, uh, you uh, like a chilled prawns with mustard sauce on it. So that's good. You can choose between mustard sauce and cocktail sauce. Yeah. Of serving for four. That's got to be cheaper than chilled. the last it's one. It's chilled, eh? So, yeah. yeah, it's got to be cheaper than the last one. I'm going to try that's, 275 again. Uh, yeah. 500 US dollars. What? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. This is there the event where the tickets cost you 3K, right? So A chilled me meal to serve four costs $500. Yep, yep, yep. yep what yep. kind of Michelin star chef is creating this? I don't know, but you can also have um, Aubi and Ramsey ice cream. Right. It's a Floricana pineapple, lime, and aperitif sorbet. So basically yeah. ice and... <laughs> yeah. 245 for an ice cream or a sorbet. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a sorbet. How much it's was a beer? Cream. How much was a beer? Uh, uh, that it doesn't actually say, but a Jack and Chocolate is <laughs> 245 US dollars. Uh, I think I'm just going to. That's in hospitality though, right? That is true, of course, but still. So when you're actually up in the leagues, like Elon Musk, uh, we saw all the celebrities running. You can oh, get yeah. everything for free. You don't pay for things. But if you're a wannabe celebrity, you pay $245 for Yeah, you've got to have the celebrity <laughs> money to pretend to be a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those prices are insane. Yeah, so it was actually, uh, everything was insane. I still don't like the fake water. I do get... Oh, yeah, uh, I was surprised by that because I, I was sure I read somewhere that it was going to be real water, but the boats no, were just the, like... No, the two pools next to it were real this time. Yeah, and then we did get a shot of exactly what I predicted, which was just some toddlers just splashing around in the, exactly. in the little pools. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have to agree, great. this is not my favorite track. It wasn't last year, it's not this year. Last year, it had some spectacle, but also it was like, ads all manufactured. I really don't like this track. The changes to this track and the fact they got brand new asphalt, really well done. The racing itself, really well done. I think everything around it, I mean, you have to love it or you hate it, but it is well done. The execution is is on par, right? Yeah, maybe um, a little bit overdone, but... 
Yeah, but I mean, we're also European, so if I think it's yeah, there is that. If you go, if you go, yeah, if you go to a baseball match there, it's I mean, you can imagine it's the same, right? Yeah. Or the football match, we saw the Dolphins there. Like I, 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 uh, it's sort of. I think it's sort of funny. I think we will get this times three when we go to Vegas, though. But yeah, we'll get fireworks when like, enters the stage. <laughs> I feel like the centerpiece of the circuit, though the uh, the stadium, the Hard Rock Stadium. Didn't really feature much on the coverage, though, did it? Of the actual race, when you when you no, think that's true. When you think of races, they've got some sort of feature to them, like the Monaco. You'll see the building more. So I think I wanted to say I quite like the race direction. I have one example where they I got to the replay a little bit fast. Yeah, I heard. But that. most were like I think most of the they they looked at it bad. We didn't get two white shots from audiences. They were focused on the driving. They yeah. they found when they were leading up to stuff. So although I'm very critical usually on it, I found it really yeah, good yesterday. There was, there, was one, there was one or two points that annoyed me a little bit. We got a replay of um, an overtake that had literally just happened when the car that had just been overtaken had a chance Could to be coming back, yeah. come back at them. Um, and we also got one of those annoying shots of like, an overtake happen, happen, and then the camera just like pans off to the side and watches the crowd, and it's like, cool, there's people reacting to the action on track. Okay, can we just see the action on the track, please? <laughs> no, I think that's but the advantage when you're watching 17 different cameras at the same time. Yeah, but it didn't... <laughs> it, it, it's it's definitely seems to be a little bit better than it used to be yeah. for that, so that's good. Yeah, so compliments are compliments are too, right? Yeah. It's not perfect, but the only thing I really don't like because the Hard Rock Stadium is in a dead center, they got this weird, almost full stop chicane sort of built in because it it and the bridge goes over it. Oh yeah, so they yeah. can't really do much there. Mm-hmm. But that part of the track is just it just looks horrible. horrific. It doesn't even yeah. it doesn't it doesn't even look good for the cars. Like the way they kind of just like bump over fumble it, over so, those yeah. two curbs, and it just. It just looks so clumsy for Formula One. Like the cars aren't made for doing that. No, and everything in the track looks cool. And then they turn around the corner and suddenly you're in, I'm um, probably not, I'm best, you're, you're somewhere in a downtown area. And then you, after that chicane, it's like, oh, this is actually a pretty cool track. It all yeah. opens up again. Ah, yeah. Just such a shame. But I guess that's, well, happens with Street Circuit. You can't really pick it out. Like in Baku, at least the castle is a pretty cool, cool site. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. James, do you have anything to add, my friend? Uh, I don't think I do, no. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry, you've caught me unawares a little bit there. I don't know. That's right. I keep my eye on the timer all the time. Check us out at F1 in focus Spot on Twitter. Send us a question and we'll answer it. If you're on Spotify, leave us a five-star review. And of course, drop a question in the comments underneath where you listen to your podcast because most podcast services allow that these days and say hi to james at f1 focus james i think yeah it that's is. right and i'm not going to pronounce mine but mine's in the comments as well james will not be there next week or the coming week most likely mm. at least i think we are not no we are going to crete yeah for a special event um we might to a podcast there but there's no race so it kind of depends on how we might be able to squeeze in like a quick 30 minute podcast or something but we can't make any promises because okay. we've okay. got... We'll we, make a we've promise. Got... We'll do a 30-minute promise. No, we'll do, we, we we'll do a 30-minute podcast from the beach there. Okay, we shouldn't make right. any promises because we've got a schedule as well, haven't we? So we're, 
We might not we have do. time, but we'll see. Yeah. If we can, we'll we do will. our best to provide you a podcast next week. Otherwise, it's, otherwise it's similar. Otherwise, similar. I'm looking yeah. so much forward to that. That's the track where you can't overtake. So, <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Hey, hey, Mercedes, Mercedes are bringing their entire new car to Imola, though, aren't they? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to spend that much time hoping for I that think one. Everyone's pinning so much hopes on this, and it's just. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Well, I think if the Red Bulls do 350k plus in Miami, I don't even want to see how that turns out in Imola. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see that. Yeah. Now, okay. Well, I'll see you in Crete. If you're listening to this, we'll do our best to get a shot next week. But else we'll be back right before the Italian Grand Prix, of course. Um, and, well, have a good one. Talk soon. Bye-bye. See you later.